So did you guys try looking at the um, Exeter Riddles, which I hope you brought? They're the ones in Old English, but also with translation, so you wouldn't have to really look at the Old English unless you wanted to. Um, it's the one that K. Ryan is at the, at the end of. So what we looked at um, on um, whatever the day was, Thursday, uh, it was Thursday and a Brandeis Thursday. Um, remember the K. Ryan poem? How could you forget? Um, so at the beginning of that sheet, there's the line by Wallace Stevens, Money is a Kind of Poetry, and then a couple of riddles. These riddles are from the 10th century, and um, that's why um, they're in Old English. Um, but there are also translations. But um, I think it's worth just part part of what this course is is a pre eighteen hundred English course. So um, part of our touching on it's being a pre eighteen hundred English course is if you notice both how close and how far away Old English is from modern English. So if you look on that first page, um, it says money's kind of poetry on top, and then uh, Exeter Riddle nine, <coughs> and right beneath it is the um, Old English version. Um, so um, what you can see in the Old English is it's in poetry. And we, um, Old English poetry is nothing like contemporary poetry. It's all um, alliterative and accentual. What you get are two strong beats and then um, a break between words and then two more strong beats. That's usually the way it works. These riddles, like many riddles, are not in great poetry, um, but they are in poetry. So um, this was a manuscript that was given to the Bishop of Exeter in England in the year, I think it's like 920. So these are over 1,000 years old. Um, some of the riddles are good. These two riddles are not particularly great. Some of the riddles are amazing. My favorite riddle is one about um, um, when I live in my home, I know that I will die for my home... Um, um, disappears through its windows. And the answer to that is fish, and the home is a net. So when the net is pulled up, the home itself, the water disappears through the windows, which is the um, gaps in the net. Um, so I think that's a good one. Um, these are not as great. But if you just look at the Old English in the um, uh, first one, it's fraud was mean from Kim um, Biden in Burgum. So you wouldn't really make sense of that. Um, but if you look at the translation, ancient, my lineage, I lived in towns. So you can tell that Biden means what would be the modern cognate of that? Who's running for president? No, not really. Uh, what would be the modern cognate of Biden? Yeah, but what cognate means what word in modern English is basically comes from that word, not a translation doesn't come from the word, it's a translation of the word. But there's a modern word. It's almost the same word except for the N, um, which is a different um, ending. Bide, yeah. My abode was, I abide in, I bide in. So to bide means to live. 
Um, Burgum, what would that be in, if not modern English, at least, um, uh, well, it is in modern English. It's more in slang these days than, um, than standard English. And it's definitely in modern German. Old English is very close to old German. So I lived in towns, Biden in, in is in, that should be easy. Um, Biden in, how is Burgum towns? What would the modern word be? Like neighborhoods? No, 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 a word that sounds just like Burgum. Borough? Close, yeah, borough works. That's good, that's great. That's not what I was thinking of, but that works. Yeah, borough does mean town or village. Um, when you talk about the five boroughs of Manhattan, it's because they were originally five different villages. Um, but um, it's also Berg, right? You all know that Berg, like, no, you don't know that word, Berg? No. I hate this Berg. Do you not watch old movies? Watch old movies. I'm teaching a course in 1930s movies next year. Take it. They're the best movies ever made. They're not, re yeah, they actually really are. Um, Sorry? Do they come with sound? They do. Okay. Yes, they're all sound movies. Um, yeah, Berg. Like um, Hamburg. Like the Hamburglar. Yes. <laughs> Hamburg. Um, Newburg. Um, I guess in Massachusetts all the town names end with Ford. Um, but Berg just means town. Um, and in Germany it still means town. A Burgermeister is a town uh, mayor. Um, but New York slang, at any rate, is um, there are a million cities in this dirty burg. Um, so now you know. Um, okay, so here's the riddle. Ancient, my lineage. Actually, does someone want to read it? There are gaps in it, but just read the modern English version. Joseph, you look like you want to. Yeah, you totally want to. You don't even have it, but this way you will. Are you looking at it? Aho, uh -huh. can you get it up? This is not where you send it with email, right? Um, did I not send it the first day? I, it was definitely given as a handout. I thought I resent it, but maybe I didn't. Okay, let me just see if I resent it. I thought I did. Um, okay, yeah. Can you, can you guys look on? Do you have enough? Yeah. All right. Hi. So, ancient my lineage, other than towns, after you keep bird or fire, you start to look flame, terrified by fire, now hurts brother, an enemy guards me, who was first for me, exhibited sorrow, full by the other in the beginning, of my lineage, destroyed all the world. I may do no harm, but I raise up captivity from time to time, the wide world over. I have many glories, no little strength in all the land, but I must conceal from every man the secret power of precious skill and the path I follow, so what my name is. Okay, so that's the riddle. Any guesses? <coughs> given what this course is? Good. Why do you guess that? Why do you think that? Um, keeper of fire, purified by fire, it sounds like before. Like metal work. Yes. 
like like Pure bullion, like gold. skimming off the gold bullion from the dross when when you melt it, the way we talked about last week. Um, okay, good. Yeah. So um, I'm way old. That is, you can find gold mentioned as far back as you can go. You can also. Um, I'm wondering if I have more copies. I don't think I do. I think they're in my office. But let me just look. Um, nope. Um, you can go all the way back um, in um, any uh, literature. In this case, it would be either Old English or um, um, Celtic or Germanic literature, or you can go back in the Bible, and there will always be mentions of gold. So ancient my lineage. I lived in towns after the Keeper of Fire, then part of it is missing, but it probably is after the Keeper of Fire um, drew me out or set fire to me so that I was encircled with flame, purified by fire. So that's what Prue was, um, that's what you were um, responding to, right? So it's gold, 24 karat gold, purified by fire. Do you know what carats are? What's 24 karat gold? What is it? Yeah, it's pure gold with almost nothing um, else um, touching it. So um, 12 or 14 karat gold is what you usually use for rings and um, other gold um, implements because pure gold is very brittle and, um, and not um, perfect for instrumentation in itself. But 24 karat gold is pure gold. Um, carat is a way of weighing. It, it, um, measures weight per volume. Um, so now Earth's brother, an enemy, guards me. Um, so who's Earth's brother? So I used to be in the Earth, is essentially what the gold <coughs> is saying. Um, before I lived in towns, I simply lived in the Earth until the Keeper of Fire purified me. Now Earth's brother, an enemy, guards me. Who would Earth's brother be? Who would Earth's brother be? He even said it. Okay, whisper it louder. Okay, why is, Adam's Earth, why is Adam Earth's brother? Yeah, because, because in the Bible, Adam is taken out of the earth and formed by God out of earth, and then um, uh, God breathes life into him. So that's the book of Genesis. Is this familiar to everyone? Is this? Okay. Um, and Adam is said to mean, although in fact it doesn't, but does anyone know what um, for a long time people thought the word, the name Adam meant? Honor? Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Red clay. Um, so you'll often find in English literature people thinking that Adam means red clay. In fact, it doesn't. Um, but it was thought to mean red clay for a very long time. Um, it sounds like red clay in Hebrew. So now Earth's brother, an enemy, guards me. Why is Earth's brother an enemy to gold? So Earth's brother there means Adam means who? Humans. Humans in general, yeah. So we are all Earth's, uh, Earth's siblings. Um, why are we enemies? To gold, yeah. Because they want to take it out of here? Yeah, 
because we want to take it out of the earth and enslave it and put it to our own uses and keep it from some kind of freedom. Now, obviously, gold doesn't want to be free. These riddles are not, well, we think it doesn't want to be free. Um, these riddles are not perfect in their kind, but that would be the idea, that if you're guarding something, you guard your enemies. You guard those who are trying to escape. Um, but in fact, gold makes enemies of everyone, you could say. Full well, we'll do this a little bit quickly, but um, full well I remember who in the beginning drove my lineage, destroyed all the world. Um, so that's a reference, do you know? Nimrod in the Bible, yes. Um, so um, I may do him no harm, but I raise up captivity from time to time the wide world over. So although I'm not allowed to do human, humans arm, harm, excuse me, although I'm not allowed to do humans harm, nevertheless, I cause humans to go into captivity all over the world. What would that mean? How does gold, how does money cause people to go into captivity? Yeah. Yeah, they steal gold and go to jail, or they don't pay back their debts and they go to jail, or they're enslaved because they are, they are poor by the rich. So money causes captivity. Gold or, um, causes captivity is what this um, speaker, gold itself, is saying. I have many glories, no little strength in all the land but I must conceal from every man the secret power of precious skill and the path I follow. So there probably the reference is to coinage so that coining can't be counterfeited. Um, that's the concealment there. Um, do you have another idea? Yeah. Um, so basically it's to prevent counterfeiting I think is what that part of the riddle means. A lot of these riddles are still riddles to people and if you look at the second one which I gave you two translations of, this is number 95 um, so again just a little bit of Old English for you, the word eek the first word of the riddle 95 is Old English for I um, it just, it's the first person singular pronoun um, and this is a riddle that um, is hotly debated um, because no one is quite sure what it means. Um, but here are two translations. Here are three translations. Um, I am a lordly thing known to nobles, and often I rest famous among peoples, the mighty and the lowly. I travel widely, and to me first a stranger remains to my friends the delight of plunderers, if I am to have success in the cities or bright reward. Now wise men exceedingly love my presence. To many I shall declare wisdom. There they speak not, none the world over. Though now the sons of men who live on earth eagerly seek the tracks that I make, I sometimes conceal those paths of mine from all mankind. Second translation, I am distinguished and intimate with men. So not I am a lordly thing known to nobles, but I am distinguished and intimate with men. And often in bed with the great and the lonely, I am disreputable with folk. So famous 
among peoples, the word famous could also be infamous. Um, notorious might be a good word for it. The joy or desire of ravagers for me travels far and wide, and that of a stranger takes precedence, that is, stands before friends. So the, um, uh, the joy of a stranger, the desire of me by a stranger, is more important than that of friends. If I will possess joy or a glorious God in the cities, now prudent men cherish most my society or most my participation in what they do. I must proclaim this wisdom to many men, never speak a word in that respect throughout the land. Though now the sons of men, of land dwellers, very much seek out my observances, I will conceal mine with a bandage. So observances, lost us, can mean tracks. The word lost us can mean tracks or observances. I will conceal mine with a bandage for a while from each man. Um, so paths can also be translated as bandage. These are, these are homonyms. Uh, last translation. I am an eminent thing known to nobles, and I often abide notorious among the people, both mighty and poor, traveling widely, standing a stranger at first to my friends, a plundering hope, if I must keep hold onto the profits of a brilliant good in the cities. Now wiser men love me the most, my companion ability. I must reveal wisdom to the multitudes. They never speak there, any of them, across the earth. Although the children of humanity, of the land dwellers, pour over my tracks, I can seal my footsteps from every man at times. Um, okay, again, given the subject of the course, what do you think the answer might be? <laughs> Literature, right. Fiction. Reese's Pieces, because they, because M&Ms wouldn't allow them to use M&Ms. Did you know that? Isn't that terrible? Boy, was that a mistake. Really helped Reese's Pieces. Their sales, like, doubled. Um, okay, if not literature, then what? Um, all right, good. <laughs> you guys are picking it up. Okay, yeah, so um, nobles know me. Um, I'm known to nobles. I'm distinguished and intimate with them um, because they're rich. Um, and I go to the mighty and poor, but I often abide. I am notorious among the people because money changes everything. Um, I go everywhere because money circulates. Um, first, I'm a stranger to my friends because um, they have to um, put me out. They have to spend me, let's say. Um, and um, um, wiser men love me the most. That is, they're careful not to let money burn a hole in their pockets. Um, I reveal wisdom to the multitudes. Um, they never speak there, any of them across the earth. Um, I conceal my footsteps from every man at times. Just to do it quickly, this is, this is about the circulation of money, right? That is... Wise people keep their money. They don't spend it too quickly. Um, nobles have a lot of it. Um, it nevertheless becomes estranged. People do spend it. Um, the word that Marx will use for 
Um, that kind of estrangement is the word alienation. Um, alienation doesn't mean the psychological idea of, um, of pushing someone away from you, alienating them. Um, but it means rather that something is separable from you. If it's alienated, it's no longer you, but something that you can separate from yourself and give away or spend or trade away. So it can mean something morally um, unfortunate. If you alienate your family, it means that you're separating them from you. You're making them foreign from you. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to mean that. And I conceal my footsteps from every man at times um, might just mean that once you spend the money, it's gone. You don't know where it's going to go next. Just the way when you were kids, did, did your family tell you not to put coins in your mouth because they were filthy? God knows where they went, where they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is um, where the coins will go after you spend them. Um, so all of that um, works. It's the circulation of money that this riddle seems to be about. Um, now, actually, there's, as I say, the meaning of this riddle is hotly debated. One person wrote an article <coughs> thinking that the answer to this riddle is, well, I already asked you guys, but actually owner was kind of close to it with his joke <clears throat> answer. Um, can you give other answers to this riddle? One thing about Old English riddles, I don't th I'm not sure it works with the first one, but it certainly works with this one, is that they usually have at least two answers. And um, that's part of the point. Part of the cleverness is that there's more than one answer to a riddle. So can you think of other answers besides money? Which is not, there is no standard answer. Um, so money is not the standard answer. It's what I think one of the answers of the riddle is. But can you think of other answers? They can be vague. They can be, um, um, you don't have to justify them line by line. But just something else that um, lives with nobles, that um, prefers strangers to friends, that um, it's... Um, loved by the wise who are careful with it, um, but goes among the multitudes. Yeah. Knowledge? Knowledge, that's good. Yeah. So that could be something that you never know where knowledge is going to take you. Okay, so if that's true, then maybe we could say money is a little bit like knowledge, or knowledge is a little bit like money. If you have two answers to the same riddle, part of what the riddle is telling you is those two things are connected to each other. Um, that there are, in, uh, in a strange way, they're versions of each other. So I like the idea of knowledge. That's good. Um, one answer, this is the last riddle in the manuscript, so in a way it's climactic. Um, so one answer, which I really like, is that the answer to this is riddle. That is... Um, nobles know me, the poor know me, everyone knows me, the wise really like me because they like riddles, um, the, um, but I must reveal wisdom to the multitudes when the riddle is explained to the multitudes, then they will get wise, um, people pour over my tracks, they try to figure out what the riddle means, so it would make sense that the last riddle in this book of riddles, that the answer to the last riddle is riddles or riddle itself. 
Um, so that's another possibility. Um, wonder if we can go through all the Batman villains. Um, could it be penguins? I guess not. Um, that won't work. Or would it? I'm an eminent thing known to nobles. Eh, maybe. And I often abide. Yeah, notorious among the people, both mighty and poor, traveling widely. Yeah, penguins do that. Sending a stranger at first in my tuxedo. I don't think it's penguins. But it would be cool if it were. Uh, the Joker, the Riddler, um, Catwoman, Penguin. Do you know about penguins at like 9.50? <laughs> Probably not. Um, since they're Antarctic birds. Yeah. Um, and they didn't, know about the, they, didn't know, they didn't know anything in England about the Southern Hemisphere. Australia was completely unknown. Yeah. Um, sorry? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? said it's a hoax. It's a hoax. You mean there was there is no Antarctica? No, I meant Australia, but Oh, there is no Australia. Um well, it's burning away. Maybe there won't be one soon. Um Okay, yeah, they're having a really hot summer there, I think. Um So not all not all the Batman villains, but some of them. Um So often when you have two riddles <coughs> Um, and here what we would get is something like, well, if the answer could be knowledge and the answer could be a riddle, which is incomplete knowledge, which is a promise of knowledge maybe, or if the answer could be money, then maybe we could think of money as a riddle or money as something that circulates like knowledge but in a riddling way. Um, it's often the case with the Old English um, riddles that there's an obscene answer as well. Um, what they like are two answers, one of which is um, obscene and one of which is, why did you think I meant something obscene? Um, so um, another possible answer is prostitute. That is um, that um, nobles know me, um, the people know me, and I'm notorious among them. Um, Desire of ravages for me, this is in the prose translation, the second of the three, travels far and wide, and that of a stranger takes precedence before friends. So strangers can have sex with me before friends because they'll pay me. Um, prudent men cherish most my society. That is, they like me as a friend, maybe, rather than as someone to have sex with. Um, but I must proclaim this wisdom to many men. That is, I proclaim what I am to many men because I have sex with lots of them. Um, and um, don't tell anyone about this. Um, though now the sons of men of land dwellers very much seek out my observances. That is, all these men want to find me. I will conceal mine with a bandage for a while from each man. And that could be about menstruation. That is, that once a month, um, people are looking for me, but I'm unable to oblige. So that's the dirty meaning. Um, the um, most likely um, second meaning of this riddle. So we were kind of asking about what is then the first meaning of the riddle, and there were lots of possible first meanings. Um, the most likely second meaning is prostitute. Um, that is when you say, oh, wow, that's what it means. Um, and then we could get something like, well, um, knowledge is a kind of prostitute, maybe, 
or prostitution as a kind of knowledge, carnal knowledge. Um, that word to know, meaning to have sex. Do, does everyone know that? That in the Bible there are lines like, and, um, and Abraham knew his wife. Um, and it's, we, we're not supposed to say, wow, he knew his wife. That's good. <laughs> um, but what it means is to have sex with. Um, so that, I, that um, the Old English word for know is knawe. That is, you pronounce the K. And you pronounce the W. That's why no is spelled K-N-O-W, because that's its Old English. Um, and it um, also meant have sex with. Is your hand up? No. Um, so there's a hint here, maybe, that all of these things are like prostitution. Um, certainly that money is like prostitution. Um, that money is like a prostitute, or that a prostitute is like money. That's another question you have to ask yourself, which is, which is the one that the other one is like? Um, when we say, my love is like a red, red rose, to take a famous line from Robert Burns. Does everyone know that poem? My love is like a red, red rose that's newly sprung in June. My love is like a melody that's sweetly played in tune. Um, so in those cases, it's not that a red, red rose is like my love. It's not that a melody sweetly played in tune is like my love. It's my love is the thing that I'm focusing on, and here are things that my love is like. A red, red rose, or a melody, or um, um, many other possible things. So if you say that the relationship of one being like the other is a relationship between prostitution and money, do you think the riddle is suggesting that prostitutes are like money or that money is like prostitution? <clears throat> Which way do you think it's going? Is it my love is like a rose or a rose is like my love? Is prostitution like money or is money like prostitution? Which is the more interesting thing to say? Yeah, Ian. I think that the more likely thing is money is like prostitution. How come? Uh, well, I just think that it's comparing a more universal experience to a smaller experience is just more likely. Mm -hmm. Like, not everyone is a prostitute, but most people have money. Mm -hmm. And I also think that we often, or society has often viewed prostitution in a very negative context, mm -hmm. and to criticize the use of money in such a way, I think is sort of an interesting point. Yeah, okay, good. So that what so if you're saying that money will go back to the first riddle, money will serve anyone. Um, money is enslaved and will serve anyone. Um, I don't know if I think you only came in halfway through our discussion of the first riddle, but um, that money goes from hand to hand and will give delight to whoever has it as long as they have it, but they won't have it for long. Um, so in all those ways, you could say money is like prostitution. 
Um, money is shows no um, doesn't reciprocate whatever feelings you might have for it. Um, we all love money, right? Um, <coughs> because it's the root of all evil. Everyone knows the biblical <coughs> proverb. Um, love of money is the root of all evil. It's often abbreviated as money is the root of all evil, but that's not the actual proverb. It's love of money is the root of all evil. Um, so we all love money, but the problem is money doesn't love us back. Um, and so in every way, it behaves um, like a prostitute. Um, so I think that's the, that's the most likely direction of the simile. So again, direction of simile is rose is um, love is like a rose. Love is the thing we're talking about, and the direction is it's like a rose. So the likely direction of the simile Ian is saying is that money is like a prostitute. Um, you have it for a while, um, you get a little pleasure out of spending it, but that's pleasure that's gone. There's something interesting about that idea because, however, because what is the definition of prostitution? Selling sex, like having sex for money? Having sex for money. So there's an interesting, yeah, so the, I like the expression on your face. Go with that. Say more. Why is that interesting? I don't know. It's like a Russian nesting doll. Yeah, why? He's like, if love of money is like prostitution, then the act of prostitution is confusing. Because you're relating it, like, prostitution comes from a love or a need of money. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a circular. Yeah. Yeah. So having sex for money, prostitutes <coughs> um, get money by trading sex for it. Um, so it is out of a desire for money um, or a need for money, uh, much more likely that prostitutes um, um, have sex. Um, and so it's a, here it may be like a two-way simile, um, that money is like prostitution, but, um, but prostitution means that people will pay for sex. So you're trading money for sex um, either way or if you're the or you're trading sex for money. Um, and um, the two of them in some sense are equivalent, so it's not quite a one-way simile. It's money is like prostitution and prostitution is like money. And that can also tell you something about prostitutes. And the way they're thought of, and this is something that is, um, I think someone here is an anthropology major, is that right? Um, so, um, so have you guys studied um, um, exogenous and endogenous societies? Is that something that you've talked about? Possibly, but they might never tell us the term. Okay, so there's some, if you, if you study societies, a, a standard... Um, differentiation between different kinds of societies are those in which um, women can marry only people within their own clan um, and those in which women cannot marry people within their own clan but have to marry people from um, a clan from an, from an opposite clan. So usually societies will be divided into clans, often only two. Uh, the Rome, the um, Capulets and the Montagues. What's that from? Right, or the McCoys and um, the Hatfields. And in some societies, if you're a Capulet, you can only marry 
people in the Capulet clan. In others, if you're a Capulet, you have to marry outside of that clan. Verona, unfortunately, <coughs> for Romeo and Juliet, is endogenous. That is, um, they have to marry within their own um, endo endogamy. Um, they have to marry within their own clan. Um, so one way that this then gets described, especially among exogamous um, societies, is that um, different families, different clans, are bound together through the circulation of women. That is, that daughters have to marry outside of their clan, and they are traded, they are given to another clan, which then binds those together. Um, if you guys, anyone know who Eve Sedgwick is? Um, Between Men is her famous book. Um, okay, it's a book. If you're an English major, you'll definitely hear about it. Um, Eve Sedgwick is really interested in what she calls homosocial um, relationships. That is, hence the title of the book, Between Men. And the idea is that um, the homosocial is something different from the homosexual. Um, the homosexual is, is when, among men, when men um, take each other as objects of desire. <coughs> the homosocial is when they kind of, sort of, take each other as objects of desire, but only by taking the same woman as an object of desire. So the idea is that there's um, a male fantasy and also a male reality of um, sharing the same lovers, and that this is a way um, for men to bond is by having sex with the same woman. It's homosocial because it's a male-male thing with the woman as the medium of um, that connection. And if you think of, I don't know, stories about people um, nominated and eventually confirmed to the Supreme Court and what they were doing in high school, um, it sounds a lot, if those stories are to be believed, and I certainly don't know if they are, um, um, like homosocial bonding um, between Kavanaugh and Squee and Kavanaugh and PJ and so on, um, and the homosocial bonding. Um, you all know the story, right? The story that, um, um, that Blasey Ford um, told, which is that after she escaped from the room, um, she heard them coming down the stairs after her, and they were laughing um, together. So it was a moment of bonding. Here's this woman um, that they um, attempted to rape, and they failed, um, but they still bonded over it. So it's the two boys were bonding over um, the young woman whom they were terrorizing. And if that's a familiar scenario, um, whether it's true or not in this case, um, since this is a politically neutral class, I won't tell you my opinion. Um, but whether it's true or not in this, in this case, um, it's a familiar case. Um, that is, boys um, bonding <coughs> over girls. And that's a familiar case um, on all levels of anthropology. It's when um, royal families marry um, their daughters to the princes of other royal families, to take an example. Um, when 
um, Romeo and Juliet, if they if that does bring the two warring cl um, clans together, then Juliet, according to anthropology, becomes the thing that makes that possible. So the idea that money is like women, and that the circulation of money is like the circulation of women, um, is um, an idea that a <coughs> way version of that riddle might give you. Um, all right, did people get a chance to read the Aristotle and the Kawabata? Um, do you find the Aristotle hard? Sort of yes, sort of no? <coughs> um, okay, uh, what's Aristotle saying? In a nutshell, what distinction is he making? Yes. Um, I think I'm sorry, remind me your name? Abigail. Abigail, yeah. Um, I think he was kind of distinguishing between like exchange of goods or money for like necessary household needs, like managing a household, uh -huh. and unnecessary like, like exchange of goods for like attainment of wealth, just mm -hmm. for like the sake of attaining wealth and not for buying things you need to like survive and manage a house. Right. Okay, so um, there are two kinds of um, what, what he's talking about um, is two kinds of wealth, as he calls it, or two kinds of riches. Um, one, what's needed for a household, for the management of a household. Does anyone know, um, you might have heard or you might not have, what the Greek word that gets translated as household management is? Yeah. Is it like Yes. Um, and do you, know, do you know literally what that means? Okay, so it's where our word economy comes from, um, is, is oikonomos, um, which means household management. Do you know what it means literally? Um, like, well, the, the, it would be the sharing out or the, of, of, of the self of one's own? No, I see why you think that. But no, oikos means house. So, um, so it's house and nomos means law or rule. So it's the rule of the house, how things are done in the house. Is that's a yogurt brand called Oikos? Yeah, Greek yogurt. Yeah, house yogurt. Because Dr. House MD approves of it. No, not really. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a familiar Greek word, but it means house. I think it's an American yogurt. I don't think it's actually it's Greek. It's like Haagen-Dazs. Yeah, Haagen-Dazs means nothing. Yeah. yeah. Haagen-Dazs totally means nothing. It's pure gibberish. Um, but oikos means house, and nomos means the rules of the house. So interestingly enough, economy here, um, the only modern um, uh, um, version, I think, of this is when people economize. That is, if you um, buy things with coupons and you make sure to um, give your um, phone number so that you get um, reward points and so on, it's about making sure that you um, can get what you need and do it as carefully and as well as possible. So um, that means um, uh, what you do in order for the household to survive, in order for um, the family unit or whoever is in the household to survive. And then there's another kind of wealth, which is pure accumulation, 
Um, and that's where he quotes Solon as saying, no bound to riches has been fixed for men. Um, and he says, that's not true within the house. Um, because once you have all you need, it doesn't help um, if the yogurt is going to spoil to have hundreds of cartons of yogurt in your fridge. Um, yogurt doesn't spoil that easily. It doesn't help to have hundreds of cartons of milk in your fridge um, because the milk will spoil. Only as much milk as you can use is the amount of milk that you want in your fridge. Um, but So there are limits to household wealth, says Aristotle. Um, but there aren't limits to the other kind of wealth. What's the other kind of wealth? Not house, not things for that for household management, but the other kind of wealth. And he actually tells the story of Midas to talk about this other kind of wealth. By the way, did you guys find the um, 16th century English readable? Um, yeah, especially since you know the story, it shouldn't have been. There. I'm sure a little bit of it was. Were, were there were rough patches? But given the story, uh, the version of Midas that I gave you, it's the, I think, the first translation into English of Ovid's Metamorphoses. And it's the version of Ovid that Shakespeare read. Um, and he gets lots of stories from Ovid. So you're reading, you read the same thing Shakespeare does. Um, did. Um, but what's the other kind of wealth? The Midas kind. That should be easy. It's all mufflers. You're supposed to laugh at that. Do you guys know Midas mufflers? Yeah, okay, good. Um, what's not useful in a household? Gold. Gold, yeah, money, um, riches, wealth that you can accumulate <coughs> forever. Um, this is the first description of the difference that we talked about last week between use value and exchange value. What can be used in a household is use value. That's milk and um, eggs and wool and linen um, and um, shoes and anything that belongs to any of the um, arts and crafts that um, produce things that people might want to buy. And there's only so much that you can have that isn't important. <coughs> then there's the other kind of wealth, which is the wealth of money. Um, and the word Aristotle uses, so this is at the beginning of um, um, part nine. Um, there's another variety of the art of acquisition. So there's a natural art of acquisition, he says, um, at the end of part eight, um, which is practiced by managers of households, that is by economists would be the Greek word, and by statesmen. And what is the reason of this? Um, then there is another variety of the art of acquisition, which is commonly rightly called an art of wealth getting, and as in fact suggested the notion that riches and property have no limit. And that is getting as much actual coin as you can. And then uh, two paragraphs later, and then I'll let you go. Of everything which we possess, there are two uses. Both belong to the thing as such, but not in the same manner. For one is the proper and the other the improper or secondary use of it. For example, a shoe is used for wear and is used for exchange. Both are uses of the shoe. 
So you can wear a shoe and that's good, or you can sell or trade a shoe. Um, I learned this summer that Nike, um, this is actually really interesting, um, um, has all their left shoes for their limited edition, super expensive shoes. All the left shoes are made in China, and all the right shoes are made in Vietnam. Why do you think that is? That they have a left shoe factory in China and a right shoe factory in Vietnam. Ian. To prevent people from stealing the merchandise offline. Yeah, so that so that people working in the Chinese factory can't steal pairs of these super expensive shoes and use them as exchange because they only have left shoes and people in Vietnam can't do the same thing in Vietnam. Um, so that would be using shoes as exchange rather than as use. Their shoes cost like a dollar to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all for exchange and not for use. And if you buy those shoes, how many people? Any of you own super expensive um, limited edition basketball shoes? If you did, would you use them? No. They, yeah. They're for exchange, not for use. Um, okay, I sent you guys a, an updated syllabus. I'll keep updating it and reading for um, <coughs> this week. So see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's Brandeis Wednesday. It's also a real Wednesday. I gave a Heideggerianized version of Nomos. Is that at all accurate, the, 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 the sharing out the Nomos law?